gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I'm going to show the whole world why I was the unscripted, uncensored, loose cannon of commentary. I'm back, baby. Broadcasting from Manchester in the United Kingdom, this is The Aaron Netta Show. What is up, everybody? It's Aaron from the Aaron Meta Show. Uh, for, to me, to you, uh, we today have a, a very sad announcement to make. See you actually, um, as uh, the Chuckle Brothers, uh, Chuckle Vision music uh, fades away. Uh, Barry Chuckle, who is one half of the Chuckle Brothers, a very famous uh, British uh, co- co- comedy team, uh, started in the late seventies uh, and then worked all their way up to uh, today, and uh, it's. Uh, uh, Barry Chuckle of the Chuckle Brothers uh, is has sadly passed away uh, at the age of 73. So our uh, thoughts and prayers go out to his brother uh, Paul and uh, the whole Elliot family. And uh, so yeah, it's uh, my memories from uh, the uh, Chuckle Vision uh, definitely do come from um, uh, the early days. And uh, I think some of my favourite episodes of Chuckle Vision was probably when uh, they went in a haunted house and uh, all sorts of uh, crazy stuff went on in there and uh, when they basically tried to play the lottery for the first time and uh, they were trying to find numbers and uh, there was one segment where they were waiting for a bus and they said okay the bus with that the number of that bus we're going to um, get that's going to be our first lottery number and uh, they said they waited and waited and waited and finally the bus comes and it says sorry not in service so it's, uh, <laughs> that's brilliant yeah so, uh, you know, he, for those of you guys, you know, the, the Chuckle Vision episodes actually are available on YouTube. So I urge everyone to go find them and uh, you'll realize how amazing uh, C Children's BBC and CBBC now it's known as, how amazing it was with uh, him and uh, how he made you feel like, uh, you know, like he really wanted to entertain you along with his brother Paul. And, uh, you know, his, uh, I feel so bad for him right now. You know, the, the thing he tweeted recently was uh, uh, when, when he passed away, uh, Paul tweeted about his brother, I've not only lost my brother, I've lost my theatrical partner for many, many years, and my very best friend. Oh, that's very sad. It is. Joining me for this, uh, I guess, very sad show is Patricia. Hello, everyone. Hey. So, uh, it's, uh, you know, um, it, 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 unfortunately, we're entering that age where some of our most beloved um, people of our childhood, unfortunately, you know, uh, he was 73 years old. And, uh, you know, it came to us, us as quite a shock, really, because uh, we, we didn't e- I didn't even know he was sick, let alone. It was something he uh, apparently had kept quiet for a very for about a year or so. And so it's uh, it's a shame, really, that, uh, you know, he's gone and we're all miss him terribly. And he's a very sad loss for children's television here in Britain. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, and for all you guys in America, if you guys are hearing about Barry Chuckle for the first time, believe me, you're going to want to go find him on YouTube now. Because uh, the Chuckle, just search Chuckle Brothers, search Chuckle Vision, you know, give these guys some support because they really try their best over the last three decades to, and four decades, may I say, to uh, to entertain all of us. So, uh, I thought it would just be a good word to mention that and everything. Anyway, we do have a show to do, and so the show must go on. So, uh, Patricia, from me to you, as they would say uh, on Jockle Vision, uh, how has your uh, week been? Uh, it's been pretty busy, you know, getting all my stuff sorted together. But 
other than that, it's been pretty good. How about yours? Yeah, it's uh, well, I went to go see Preston North End, as some people saw on social media, and uh, we won 1 0. So, uh, yeah, come on, Preston, come on, you whites. You know, uh, let's hope. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to happen this this year, but uh, I really want to live uh, to see Preston be go go undefeated for a season. Uh, the last oh, time it last happened, time that happens. yeah, we're the the orig- they we are one of the original invincible teams, and uh, unfortunately, it's probably not going to happen again until for another uh, maybe. I, I don't think I'm not sure if it'll ever happen again, really. But uh, hey, you know, we can all dream. So uh, when, when was the last time it happened? Uh, eighteen something or other, I think. Uh, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> so it's essentially um you know this is like the the chicago cubs of british soccer uh no i like to think we're one of the original founders of the english league so uh, we were, uh, we're a pretty I'm historic about, team like, you know it, it took a long time for them to win another like world series baseball game well i mean we, we won the trophy a couple of years ago so oh, okay, uh, yeah okay. we, so we won okay, a playoff final <laughs> and uh, you never know like uh you know preston north end uh, you know he's in good hands at the minute and uh, this is the thing football's a business so unfortunately it's going to be the richest teams that basically win the trophies so, i see yeah so but, but we're owned by us by someone who's quite stable you know stable financially so who knows where we might be in a, in a couple of years, but you know, for the meantime, let's win that championship. At least let's get into the playoffs and uh, let's show everyone what we're made of. So you know, come on, Preston, come, come on, you guys. Yes. Yeah, go Preston. Okay, um, Patricia, shall we get started with the show? Okay, let's do it. Okay, Patricia, have you ever needed ID to go into a shop? Nope. Okay, well, Never. Donald Donald Trump thinks you need one. As U.S. President Donald Trump has been accused of being out of touch with voters after saying that Americans need identification to go shopping. In a rally in Tampa Beach, Florida, he said that, you know, if you go out and you want to buy groceries, you need a picture of ID, you need ID. Um, let me say, say this, I was in Florida a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I managed to go into very many stores without having to produce identification. Exactly, something. yeah. Yeah, it's just, mind you, it's not, it's probably, this is like, what, the number 4,984 of the wrong things that he's got wrong in his um, presidency? Yeah, I guess about so. Yeah, it's just, it's, uh, yeah, you know, you, you, it's amazing that they're still, you know, they, they, they manage to keep count of every time he, you know, make, he's factually wrong or just outright lies with his president now. It's, uh... You know, th- this is ridiculous at this point. Uh, I mean, just for going shopping to get some groceries for, you know, maybe for your family who's hungry or maybe you need to get a couple of things. That way you can be able to stock the house for the week. But just I think this is when can we just say enough is enough without it just being just you know, like an everyday occurrence, you know? Yeah. Well, you know why You know why this is continuing? It's because of these assholes here. Hang on, I'll just put them up on the screen for everyone to see. That yes, is if he wants to play. No. That is if Jim Costa's tweet wants to play. No, it's not playing, so uh, yeah, anyway. It's, uh, I just made them disappear, so hey, I'm a hero. <laughs> um, there we go. So, as does this Democrat, Carol... Alvarado uh, was one of those who took a jab at the president, uh, saying, This does not surprise me at all. Trump is so out of touch with the average American and won't be long until he destroys the middle class. Uh, I'm happy to show him how I buy groceries at my local HEB. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, it's just. Am I, do you ever think Donald Trump ever went out and bought his own groceries? 
Are you kidding me? I don't no. think he even stepped in, you know, like 500 feet away from a store. No, I don't think so either. And uh, it, it, it just, it, again, it's like, uh, what, no one should be surprised with that. He's so out of touch with people. And, and this, uh, you, know, uh, you know, it was amazing that uh, there used to be a thing here in Britain where, you know, they talk about politicians not knowing the, uh, the, the price of a pint of milk. And uh, so do you think, uh, you know, the average politician in America would know what the price of a gallon of milk? Nope. Uh, no, I don't think they would. And uh, yeah. uh, I mean, they probably would know about like the price of you know how much they're able to pay off, you know, hush money to various people. But I don't know even if they even know about that basic either. Yeah, and uh, so um, also this uh, continued on with uh, press secretary Sarah Sanders, uh, who had to uh, who clarified certainly if you go to the grocery store, you have to if you want to buy beer and wine, you are going to have to show your ID. You have to show your ID. Sorry, but that's not what he said. He said that if you have to go into a grocery store, you have to provide ID, which you don't that's have what, to yeah, do. Exactly, yeah. I mean, beer, cigarettes, uh, that's perfectly fine. I mean, that's pretty much required everywhere that you go. But, I mean, even if it's so much for buying milk and bread, it's like, what? Wh- why am I showing my ID for? What? That is not even necessary. I know. Uh, Hillary Clinton was mocked for revealing in 2014 that she had not driven a car in nearly two decades. And uh, so there's... Uh, Pretty more to go around here, and uh, I don't know what's causing that buzzing noise, but I'll tell you what, I'll throw this phone over here, and maybe that might stop it. Um, so, um, also, in 1992, according to this article, President George H.W. Bush was ridiculed after expre- expressing amazement at a supermarket scanner while ex- uh, attending a grocer's convention. So uh, What? <laughs> I know. So, th- th- this idea of the out-of-touch president, the out-of-touch, uh, you know, mainstream politician, this isn't new. You know, this is, uh, you know, some people, before everyone like starts jumping on that saying, you know, oh, Donald Trump's brought a whole new idea of stupidity to the presidency of the United States, you know, or idiocy or whatever you want to, what you want to call it. You know, it's something that's been going on for a quite an amount of, good amount of time. Like, you know, it's, it's a bunch of, uh, you know, upper class rich people who have no idea how the other, uh, how the, how most of their constituents live. And, uh, you know, the idea of them going to a grocery store is basically alien to them, you know. It's just, it's, uh... I'm, I'm just speechless, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like these are the represent. I mean, this the president is supposed to represent the country. He's supposed to be the voice of the people. He's supposedly. Supposed to, well, yeah, I know. Supposedly, I mean, at least you know, if you want to, I mean, for other countries in the world who are not affiliated with what's going on in our own, the president is supposed to represent us. And the fact that this shit is constantly happening. It, it makes us look like idiots. No. I don't know. Wait, wait till finally, bullshit Brexit is finally realized. And then I think he can start laughing at us rather than America. Uh, so, uh, well, trust me. I, I think that in the end, we're all going to be laughed at. It's all going to be just one big joke. And in the end, the punchline is just going to affect us all. Yeah. Uh, good old America. Oh, well. Okay, then. Um, we have a video here now. And uh, so I'm just going to pull this up and uh, see what people are giving us. And, uh, oh, that's uh, (laughs) the Arnold Schwarzenegger image is still up on that screen that we had from last week. Uh, I've got rid of it now. Okay, here we go. Stopped by the European vets that come in. Um, As soon as. No one's suggesting throat, but no one's suggesting. Oh, here we go. So this is Nigel Farage, for those of you who never met this guy. And uh, he's usually found on Fox News. This is him on his LBC radio show, uh, arguing with a veterinarian 
about uh, what's going to happen with vets in Brexit. So uh, let's listen to what. Let's listen to this. Sorry, sorry, it's filmed on a potato, but that's the best quality image I can get. They're throwing them out, have they? No, but if they're still not allowed to come in, we are going to end up with a shortage, as it currently stands for, for example, for trade, for for produce, uh, for animal-related products. The minute we leave the EU, we are going to have a 300% shortfall in vets. And this is not me scaremongering, it's a fact. And I think that both sides need to be a bit more respectful and, and a bit more factual. Well, I knew we weren't... Uh, I, I knew, Daniele, we weren't producing enough nurses and doctors. I had no idea we weren't producing enough vets. No, uh, but, but that's the point. That, that's what I mean. If, if that had been shouted from the rooftops, then you may have accused us of scaremongering, whereas I'm, I'm respectfully telling you that Daniela, there is a problem. If I'm a buyer, right, if I want to buy someone's services and i pay money for it if i want to buy someone's product and i pay money for it i can do that regardless whether we're members of the european union or not so the problem so the problem you have with that argument is that a say we're, we're organizing a trade deal i don't know with, with some asian country and that asian country stipulates that before an animal product leaves this country ah. it needs vet, veterinary certification okay. there's not much we can do about that and as it currently stands we don't have enough vets to certify for export. But, but that's not primarily why I rang in. I rang in to point out that this is not scaremongering. It's probably the wrong language being used, but it is true. Yeah. Hello? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> he was speechless. <laughs> oh, like, the penny's finally dropped. It's like, remember when we were making fun of Alex Jones? Like, you know, when he contradicts himself and he looks around the room and realizes all the stupid comments he's made? It's like, you know, it's like, that, that, that's what I'm talking about. It's kind of like this, uh, here, I'll, 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 I'll take the silence off and we'll just look at the body language here. So it's just, look, it's just, it's finally dropped on him. And you'll look around. And realise that it's just, he's just finally woken up to a fact. <laughs> and that's the thing with these, you know, these fucking Brexiteers. It's like you know, the, the, the minute you finally, you know, throw this, throw the reality in front of them, they're 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 deer in headlights. You know, it's just it's uh, the people don't re you know these these guys who support this idea of coming out of the EU, you know, this idea of bullshit Brexit. They really don't know what the you know they're really really taking into account exactly what's going on here. Like, if you forget the EU for a second, like, there's something even bigger that's going on here, which is that some people really aren't, aren't aware of. I posted it up on my uh, uh, Twitter feed before. You know we're supposed to be negotiating with the EU about coming yeah, out correct. of the EU. Yeah, Well, guess what? We're also having to negotiate with 136 other countries about our trade under, under, world tra under the World Trade Organization. And we, have right. to do, and we have to do it at the same time. How? How does one do that? No idea. I, I, it's like it's one of those things I just wash my hands off, really. Like you know, like you know. Uh, you know, I think that this thing has caused nothing but problems ever since it came to start. And exactly, I think that this is ridiculous. I mean, you guys need help. You can't just be, you know, the little um, country amongst like this huge other continent and you're trying to do things by yourself you can't it's 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 ridiculous the big problem is is that if they there's people in this country who think that the british empire still exists like you know it's like it's it's, it's gone it's never coming back you know a lot of the countries who celebrate independence days now is with independence from us it's like it's just it's uh, the you know, reality in this is going to hit this country so hard 
Like, you know, and only like, you know, people like Nigel Farage, people like Jacob Rees-Mogg, other, pe- other people who have earned really good livings and are currently living in the high class of society. Like, they're not going to care if uh, what happens to, they're not going to care what happens to the rest of all the people who are going to get affected by this. Like, you know, who cares if the poor get poorer? Who cares if, uh, you know, um, the middle class starts to shrink? Like, you know, it's only just going to jeopardize your economy. It's just going to cause a lot of social and, and civil unrest. You know? It's just, it's, uh, you know, thankfully, you know, at least, you know, um, there are some people out there who aren't going to be oddly effective. But some people who are in really vulnerable positions, they're going to be, ter- they're going to terrorize them for decades. You know? It's, it's ridiculous. It's awful. Stop. Stop now before it gets worse. That's all I can say. Yeah. All, all I gotta say is like, look, you know, yeah, you have to, you have to look. You can't just say, oh, well, we're gonna do our negotiation. And everyone else has to follow suit. No, that's not how negotiations work. Negotiation is that you come to a compromise and you reach that compromise and you sign a deal. That's the idea of it. Like you know, trade. Since when did trade? Uh, across the world, uh, ever operate under one person's rule, you know, in uh, in that regard. And, unless, and we're talking, you know, unless it was like centuries ago. Like, you know, we have a lot far more. I would not. I would say. I wouldn't say we had a far more level playing field. But I would say that it's going to be harder now for Britain to um, restructure itself to uh, under to other other members of the WTO. And uh, when so much agreement has already been put in place as members of the EU. And I get, like, you know, uh, in regards to, if we had to put this into uh, a context, I do uh, I do understand. You know, say, for example, we talk about the Justice League. You know, we compare the EU to the Justice League. If, if, we're, if you know, if, Brit- if Europe was the Justice League, uh, Britain would be Batman. You know, I, I get that. But uh, at the same time, you know, Batman at least still played by the rules. You know, not only, I mean, obviously, you know, had some kind of sense of justice and, you know, uh, Wanted to do the right thing about you know, uh, you know, in the in in the in the great and the great you do the greater good. You know? Yeah, but even then, with Batman, at least he got help. He got Robin to help and Batgirl. Exactly. Not like he's by himself. I know. Well, you know, it's like unfortunately, uh, we're we're not smart enough to be Batman in this situation. So that's uh, that. Um. Okay. Uh, another another article, and I, I swear this will probably be the last news article that we do. But uh, I think. Uh, it is worth bringing all this stuff up because you guys give us this stuff and so that's what we do. Um, okay, so how's this? Uh, children in England uh, are starting school and cannot communicate co- communicate in full sentences. You mean like preschool kids? Uh, I mean, from, from, it, it makes sense because, you know, they're young and that, that's what they go to school for. They go to learn. Oh, well, yes, so. But, yeah. According to this, more than a quarter of children start primary school are unable to communicate in full sentences as grow, concerns grow for the amount of time they are spending in front of screens, uh, the Education Secretary will say in this first major speech on social mobility. Uh, Damien Hins uh, is expected to say on Thursday that he wants to harness technology so parents can do more to help their children in early language development. There is a bit of a problem with this, though. It's like, you know, again, I, I'm sorry to keep hammering in, like, you know, these these poor kids, but in the day, it's massively important. There's a lot of people out there who can't afford technology. And so, you know, you can say, okay, well, we're going to do, do technology, but how on earth are we going to, you know, help poor people with that? You know? Yeah, yeah. that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, the Education Secretary promised that half, the, half it within a decade in the number of uh, children lacking the required skills to early speak uh, or reading skills. His department figures show that 28% of four to five-year-olds do not meet communication and literacy levels expected at the end of the reception year. Uh, according to him, it is persistent. It is a persistent scandal that we have 
Uh, children studying schools who not able to communicate in full sentences, not able to read simple words. Uh, Hins will say uh, this matters matters because when you have behind. When you're behind uh, from the start, so you'll rarely catch up. Your peers don't wait. Uh, the gap just widens, and this is a huge impact on social mobility. So he's saying it's something you know. This is part of social mobility, but they're saying at the same time as well. You got to give uh, you got to give parents the tools in order to do you know to get their kids up to the le- level that you want them at. And uh, so like, kids, a lot of kids are different too. Like you know, for me, I mean, for example, I'm I have autism, and I have uh, you know I, I had a speech disorder when I was uh, you know I was diagnosed at the age of three. Like, you know, I needed extra support back in that time. And thankfully, I yeah, got the, it. every kid is different, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it's um, I I appreciate some of the you know the work they want to do, but you know, it's uh, unfortunately uh, we want all one size fits all policies. Unfortunately, there are going to be those who are different to it, and you know, you might not get the results that you want. Yeah, so. I think it's like what Albert, um, you know, I'm paraphrasing Albert Einstein's quote about like. You know, if you try to teach a, a fish to climb a tree, it's going to spend its whole life thinking it's stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, the announcement builds on 20 million pledged uh, to narrow the gap between disadvantaged children and their peers. However, Labour said the government figures show that inequality across the education system was rising, with the most vulnerable children the worst effective. Uh, the attainment gap between children in care and peers is uh, in reading, writing, and math has been rising uh, at Key Stage 1 since 2010. The proportion of care leavers who are not in education, employment, or training has risen from 32% in 2010 to 40% last year. So you know, there's kids in, there's kids you know looking after their parents at the minute because they're too ill to do anything else, and they can't get into uh, the education system. And uh, there's uh, you know there's, there's unfortunately it's uh, with all the uh, austerity and everything like that. Unfortunately, there's very little help for them, and uh, they're having to rely on charities, which is you know incredibly sad. Yeah, it is very sad, right? And, and the fact that you know uh, that you might be thinking, oh well, what about libraries? Well, guess what? I mean, in some places like in America, they're thinking that libraries become incredibly irrelevant and so they want to replace it with bookstores from amazon so yeah it, it's, it's that's just that's, it, that's yeah it's like, it's, that, that's the scary thing about this as well like amazon are just gonna basically they're, well they're gonna be in our grocery stores they're gonna be in they're gonna be replacing our libraries you know what else are they gonna be replacing you know it's like as over that as well like they make all this money and barely pay any tax yeah it's just it's a, it's a scandal i swear Okay, next video. Let's see what we've got here. Okay. Oh, hang on a second. Sounds seems to be down. ...in development that I decided to tell them about at a town hall meeting I called. Okay, so this oh is... Oh my a- god, okay, okay. I, let me tell this one. I, because, on. okay, I, I, my sister and I, we've been actually watching this lately. So, uh, for those who are familiar with Sasha Baron Cohen... Uh, for the guy who, uh, you know, who starred in Borat and Bruno and The Dictator. Very nice. Uh, Yeah, he has his own TV show now called Who is America? And he takes in part of four different personas where he goes about interviewing politicians and everyday people about various things. And if you uh, are familiar with either of the movies, uh, as I mentioned previously, it is just as uncomfortable and awkward as you think it is. Here we go. Who wants to see huge economic growth here? Oh, you know, I really love the prosthetics. Like, uh, you know, let's just do an analysis of this for a second. They've managed to make him bald. They've managed to put they put some glasses on him. He's got it like uh, the the kind of like the Hulk Hogan, you know, uh, hairstyle. 
if you look at it, you know, with the receding hairline. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. yeah. Like the whole the whole deal, and like it's like uh, nobody suspects a thing. No, I, I mean that's one of the good things about you know Sasha's um, you know work because for the most part, I mean, if you ever read, if you ever watched Borat, I mean there, I mean believe it or not, there are only four actors in that movie. Every single person that he ever interacted with have been real people and they had no idea what that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the reactions are genuine. So I think it's going to be the same thing here in which all these people are just gathering up and they have no idea what's happening. Economic <laughs> growth here. Everybody. Right. Who wants to see an investment of $385 million? Guess what? You guys are going to get it. I'm here to tell you that Kingman has been chosen as the location of a brand new state-of-the-art mosque. What? State-of-the-art I know some of you are thinking, okay, this is just another typical mosque. This, guys, is going to be the world's largest mosque outside of the Middle East. All on your own, all on your own. To me, when I hear the word mosque, I think of terrorism. Is there, is there a need for this in Kingman? Yes, there is. How? Why? How? What? Your town will become a hub for tourism from, for Muslims around the world. Can I get a whoop whoop? No. 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 We don't want that shit here. You bring in Muslims? We might have problems. We probably will have problems. Why would you have problems? <laughs> Other than the fact that you're racist. Yeah. Uh. I'll be moving out of this state. I was going to say, sweetheart, wouldn't they be better off without you? Oh, that's nice. <laughs> okay, let, let's, before we make up our minds, let's take a look, closer look at this wonderful mind. mosque. We made up our minds. The Imam Zayed Wahhabi Mosque of Kingman. What a name. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who do not know, um, Wahhabi is actually the most uh, con- most extreme form of Islam. That uh, is, um, the people, the people, they say that it's, uh, I think it's Al-Qaeda, and uh, I think you could probably say ISIS as well, or kind of subscribe to the Wahhabi version of, uh, of, of, uh, of Islam, I believe. Unless wow. It's, um, <laughs> unless, unless I'm mistaken. I'm yeah. Wahhabi Mosque of Kingman. You guys will have the choice between two different designs. This is the first design. This is design one. And this is design two. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like the choice between uh, the Republicans and Democrats. It's kind of like the democracy we have now. <laughs> you can have extreme. You can have, uh, you know, uh, you can have a normal extreme or really extreme. It's like, you know... <laughs> <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> so who here supports design one? Nobody. Okay, so you're all for design two. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want either one. Okay, so let me tell, ask you, sir. You don't like this construction. Tell me about your dream mask. 
There is no dream world in there. This is just hilarious. These people just, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, millennials and you know these so-called left-wingers and you know these so-called social justice warriors, like they're the ones all get triggered. You put this idea in front of these clowns, and all of a sudden everyone's hooping and hollering and saying it's shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. How the tables and have turned. Yes, exactly. Mosque, as soon as you said mosque, you ruined it. Where is the money coming from? It's not going to be paid for by you. It's primarily going to pay, be paid for by the Saudi government. Of course. The Clinton Foundation is... <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a big fucking mistake right there. You should have never brought that up. She's a you know, around here, that's even worse than the mosque. Listen, can, everybody be calm. can everybody be calm? This is not a big deal. This is just a it's building. It's a huge deal. It's a building. And it's, it's, it's not a building, it's a fucking terrorist mosque! What, uh, what, what makes you think you would be associated with terrorism? Yeah, just because people are Islamic does not make them terrorists. No, it's, uh, it's, it's just great. Uh, yeah, some yeah, of that as well. Like oh, some of that as well, um, you know, um, at the moment, isn't, uh, isn't like, you know, uh, right-wing, uh, you know, um, white terrorism, like the, like the number one problem in America right now, according to, uh, uh, according to intelligence uh, agencies? Yeah, but everybody just likes to stay within their comfort zone, thinking that, you know, it's all about Al-Qaeda and ISIS that has been terrorizing everybody. But in, in reality, in more recent news, it's been a bunch of white people been, you know, who has access to guns thanks to the NRA and they're around killing people. Yeah. Speaking of the NRA, do you know it's currently struggling to pay its bills? Yes, I have heard about that. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, mind you, how, how crazy is that going to be? Like, you know, the, the NRA is kind of just shutting down. Like, I mean, you know what? We've been talking about this for a while, about how, you know, it's just sad that uh, the president and pretty much almost every single politician has been, like, giving hush money over to the NRA so that they can be able to get representation. I was, was going to say, you think, you think like, the Koch brothers are, like, some kind of, you know, crazy right-wing million. Even the Mercers, for crying out loud, would have, like, said, okay, I'm, I'll, I'll, put you, I'll pay you some, you know, a couple of hundred thousand under the table just to keep, you, just to keep the lights on. Right, you know, right. You know, apparently that's not happening. Apparently they're really struggling. So. Yeah, I, I guess people are starting to wake up and see this. You know that the president cares about guns more than the people. Yeah, well, uh, I could say a lot of people have been marching for their lives recently. Mm. I think that's been going on as well. Okay, well, let me ad address terrorism. Rest assured, I share your concerns, and we will do everything we can to protect these Muslims from it. The mosque will have fortified walls. And they will yeah, be yeah. barricades to, to keep prevent... the Muslims safe inside. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why would we want them safe inside when we don't even want them in our town? Well, it... uh, yeah, this guy's just gone round in circles, pretty much. At first, he's concerned about terrorism coming to the there, and then he's uh, all of a sudden he said, "Oh no, well, uh, even if terrorism happens within the mosque, like it's." Uh, it, 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 if something happens to the Muslims in regards to terrorism, like apparently they, he doesn't want them safe either. Like you know, he's just it's uh yeah he's he's just, he's a tip he's a he's a typical low IQ voter, pretty much. It's just like you know, we're default Republican. Like you know, mm -hmm. it would be to protect the worshippers from any uh, violent. It's not. Uh, it's not us. It's causing the violence. It's them. Uh, mate, uh, surveys would beg to differ on that, mate. Yes, uh, as we mentioned earlier, that that is not the case. Yeah, as well as well, he's got a beard. He must be a terrorist. <laughs> yes, everyone, everyone knows people with beards are terrorists. 
Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, you no, no, no. Hey, did you, I didn't imply anybody here is racist. Of course not. I am. I'm racist toward Muslims. That's the stupidest thing you have ever said in your entire life. That uh, Muslims are not a race of people. They are a religious. They are a religious block. Oh, oh my God! I'm not even going to play the that's racist thing because that's just that's just that's just <laughs> that's just wrong. I tell you, actually, there is something better I can play on this. Actually, if I can find it. <laughs> Isn't that cute? But it's wrong. <laughs> Let me yeah, continue, and then I... That would probably look good in a fire. Well, it will be made out of stone, so it won't be able to burn, so that's... <laughs> <laughs> Bravo! <laughs> what a comeback. Oh, my God. Well, I don't think we're going to get any further with this, I don't think, so uh, maybe we should probably just leave it there, I think. So, all right, all right. Yeah. There we go. Sasha Baron and Gohan, never change. Never changed. Yeah, <laughs> even though that he's been banned in so many countries and he's had death threats and all that stuff, but seriously, I mean, when when this guy gets it right and showing how stupid these people are, he gets it right, man. Mm -hmm. Seriously, go watch Who Is America. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's got mixed reviews at the minute, but I would just say check it out and see it and judge for yourself. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I mean that's pretty much you know the case with every single thing he's been doing. I mean, Borat uh, did get critically acclaimed, but. Bor um, Bruno got mixed reviews, and so did the dictator. Yeah, but I, it's I would say showing off a lot of those things. Yeah, I was going to say if I, to, if I had to rank him in order, I probably would put uh, I put Borat first, then the dictator, and then Bruno. Okay, I think, I think that's so. what I would do. Well, that's yeah. just me. Uh, uh, we'll just I mean, when more episodes of Who's America is showcased, then we'll just have to see how that ranks. Oh, uh, so we're just, yeah. the Judge Aparo episode's coming up. Judge <laughs> Aparo. Oh, how much fun is that going to be? Oh mind you, my god, but, I've been hearing so much about that. Yeah. I want to see it. Mind you, there, actually, there is one thing I probably should mention before we move on to this next thing. Uh, Kingsman, uh, apparently one of the Kingsman councilmen actually, reply, actually replied to what happened on Who is America. And apparently uh, the one uh, councilwoman who was quoted off the record was saying that she was heartbroken hearing about all, all that. So, uh, yeah, yeah, and so. also, not to mention Sarah Palin, that uh, when she was interviewed for that, she said that she, quote, had no idea, and she was embarrassed with it. Well, I think she's embarrassed herself too many times, I think, over the years, I think, uh, to be embarrassed by that again. I take the, I take the idea that Sasha Baron and Cohen considers you relevant to compliments. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> moving on. Um, Nickelodeon news. Uh, Nickelodeon USA is to premiere Power Rangers 25th anniversary special on Tuesday, 28th of August. Uh, Patricia, your response. Um, well, you know, it's not surprising at this point because, um, you know, Nickelodeon does have the rights to Power Rangers. And my, it's the 25th anniversary of Mighty Morphin, which uh, was the first incarnation that we ever got in America. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it should be really interesting to see what they're going to be doing for their special. Okay. So IGN revealed that three of the returning Power Rangers and the premiere date for the anniversary episode uh, to give you time to prepare yourself for the Raven Nostalgia. That's about to hit you. Um, it's sounds speculated Nickelodeon USA will air a anniversary team up on 8 a.m. Uh, sorry, 8 p.m. Sorry, uh, Eastern uh, Pacific Time on uh, Tuesday, 28th of August, uh, and uh, the dates of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers were first premiered. Uh, the, the, that's the date that the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers first premiered on the Fox Kids Network. And uh, yeah, do you remember the Fox Kids Network? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's where I used to watch programs like uh, Bobby's World and X-Men, Spider-Man, Batman, the Animated Series, Animaniacs, Tiny yeah. Twin Adventures. 
that's where all the shows that I used to um, watch aired. Yeah. And then eventually well, some of them went into syndication for Nickelodeon. Yeah, and uh, well, one thing that happened with us is uh, the, the, the channel that aired in Fox Kids in the UK, uh, that, got bought, that got bought up by Disney and they turned it into Disney XD. Well, yeah. and, and when? Was this before the buyout? Um, I think this was, it was years ago, I think. Oh, so, wow. So it was like, it predicted everything. <laughs> yeah. So this isn't the first time that, uh, you know, uh, Fo- you know, Fox has uh, sold, uh, you know, sold, you know, uh, Fox pro- sold their properties over to Disney. They sold their time, they sold their channel slot to, uh, to Nickel, to, sorry, to Disney, to uh, uh, Disney XD. And so you, we, that's where all the uh, reruns of film all happened. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Um, three of the Power Rangers that uh, fans can look forward to seeing in the episode are Tommy Oliver, uh, Jason, J- Jason David Frank, who served as the original Green and White uh, Mighty Morphin Power Ranger, uh, the Red Zeo and uh, Turbo Ranger and the D- Black Dino Ranger, Cat uh, Hillard, uh, known as Catherine Sutherland, uh, the M- Pink Mighty Morphin Power Ranger and the Pink Zeo Ranger and Turbo Ranger, uh, Wes Collins, uh, Jason Franz, the uh, t- Red Time Force uh, Ranger and the more iconic legendary rangers from the past seasons have also been announced for the coming weeks. So uh, yeah, this is uh, this is turning into a big deal. Yeah, it is turning into a big deal. So um, if any of you guys are huge Power Ranger fans, then definitely go check this out. Yeah, are you amazed that uh, Jason Franz come back? Not really. I mean, he's been doing this for a long time. He even came back for the twentieth anniversary special. Oh yeah. When they were uh, doing Super Mega Force. Okay, I completely forgot about that. I know. I know. Uh, uh, Jason David Frank has basically basically been the mainstay of the. Yeah, uh, he, pr- the Power he pretty Ranger. much is, which is not a surprise because out of all the Power Rangers that have been like relevant from twenty five years ago, he's the one that most of the time would come back. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's even an MMA fighter. Yeah, I was gonna say. Do you remember the speaking of his MMA? Do you remember the time that uh, he was uh, rumored to be go- he's going to take on CM Punk? Uh, yeah, I did you know, hear about yeah. that. Yeah, it's like, maybe maybe you should take him up on that. He could beat him. Like you know, he's currently well. Uh, CM Punk's now got two losses on his record. For UFC, mm-hmm. pretty embarrassing losses as well. I reckon David, I reckon uh, Jason David Frank could take him. Possibly. I mean, we'll just, uh, you know, I mean, if he ever goes back into the deal again. But um, yeah, for the most part, I mean, there, are, you know, the um, the actors from the original Power Rangers, they don't, uh, they're not really affiliated too much with that anymore, as far as I know. Yeah. I know that the Red Ranger, he's a fireman, and the Black Ranger and the Blue Ranger, they they still do acting, but. Um, you know, not with uh, Power Rangers, and the Yellow Ranger has sadly passed away, like, uh, you know, around the, you know, like, like shortly after she left the series, and the Pink Ranger, you know, similar to uh, the Black and Blue Ranger, she also does a little bit of acting as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is an update to this story, by the way. Um, The 25th anniversary episode of Power Rangers has a lot to live up to, but the cast wants to let you know that it will be much better than the previous special, Legendary Battle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did hear some mixed reviews on that, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, i tell you what, Linkara will probably be looking forward to this. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Now, everyone in our circle I know who's going to look after this, who's going to look forward to this, definitely, is going to be Lewis Lovehog. So, uh, I'll go. I'm thinking about that. Um, there was a one other thing that uh, kind of got wedged into here, so I don't know if you want to talk about this at all, uh, Patricia, but... Uh, um, sure, Fo- what's up? Fox Network wants to keep The Simpsons. I mean, they make a whole bunch of money. I wouldn't be surprised if they want to keep what little that they have now that they sold to Disney. Yeah, but you know, wouldn't you think that uh, you know to turn around to Disney? Okay, we're gonna uh, uh, initialize the purchase, but by the way, we want to keep our most valuable product of the of the Fox Network. You think Disney? You think for Disney that would be the sweetest plum? 
And that they, I mean, they, they, yeah. they won I out mean, of it. Yeah, of course. I mean, let, let, let's think about it. Now that Disney has the rights to Fox, they can air the Super Bowl. They can have the other um, animated sitcoms that airs on Fox on Sunday nights. They have like a huge well of content that they can be able to take advantage of. And the fact that Fox now realizes this, they're like, oh, crap. Um, wait, Disney, um, I know that you want to have everything that we own, but can we still keep The Simpsons? Yeah. Yeah, it just, it just sounds to me like uh, it just doesn't make much sense to me. Because, you know, I'm sure Disney, one of the things they would have wanted to go after in this purchase would have been, you know, the, the most famous family in America right now. And uh, and uh, mind you as well, um, could you say that, um, I don't know if Fox Network's actually going to be, uh, it doesn't look like Fox Network look like it's going to be going along with the uh, the 21st Century Fox purchase. But, you know, it's like, uh, let's say it did. I mean, wouldn't Disney still have The Simpsons by the balls, if you will? Because... Yeah, pretty much. They would, because they own them now. They would also have the rights to Bob's Burgers, and they would have the rights to airing the you know, airing the Super Bowl. Yeah, but, but the, and, the, and what I mean is, like, let's say, for example, they got Fox Network, but then they didn't get The Simpsons. So they said, okay, well, uh, uh, if that's the case, you know, um, uh, Disney could um, could turn around and say, oh, well, um, we own Fox Network now, so we're going to cancel The Simpsons. We're going to cancel The Simpsons, you know, because we don't. Yeah, own them that, that also could happen. Absolutely. Mind you, like, couldn't you just see like just jump over to like USA Network or whatever, and uh, you know, they they probably get or, the or show. Or maybe even, um, or maybe even uh, FX, because didn't weren't they the channel that did the three day Simpsons marathon? Yeah, maybe they could do that as well, but. Uh, you know, it's, um, who knows. Anyway, uh, so that's just something that's going on, and uh, so apparently Fox Network wants to keep The Simpsons even after Disney buy the buy, buy the place out. So uh, I guess we're going to have to keep an eye on that and see what happens there, because that's, that's pretty big news, actually, thinking about that when uh, you look into it. Anyway, um, we've got a trailer coming up, so uh, let's get ourselves prepared for this one. Uh, here we go. Okay. Um... Don't know why the uh, the video is not playing for some strange reason. Let me just uh, see what's going on here. Um, okay. Sorry about this, everybody. We were expecting a a video, but it isn't coming up. No. Let's see oh wow. Sorry, everyone. Okay. Um, yeah. Sorry about that. We we're going to play the Slenderman trailer, but uh, unfortunately, that's not playing for some strange reason. So. Uh, Okay, let's move on Don't to another. Don't be surprised if Slenderman just pops right in the middle of our discussion. Haunting you. No, I don't think. You know what? You know, you know what would be funny? Like, uh, let's say, for example, they go into the woods and they find Slenderman. And Slenderman's kind of like, Hey, why do you think I live in the woods? I can't get a freaking job because everyone thinks I'm a scary, haunted guy. <laughs> How would he even be talking? He doesn't even have a mouth. He doesn't even have a face. Oh, that doesn't stop, uh, I don't know, most other characters talking. Pretty much. He's like, I don't know, maybe maybe he's hearing his mind. He's kind of like, dude, like, you know, can you just give me some change so I can get my clothes cleaned? Like, it's <laughs> like, you know, why, why do Slendermen always end up being haunted figures? You know? Right. Slender lives matter. Slender lives matter. <laughs> uh, oh, my. Yeah. Okay. So we've got the elections coming up, and uh, I've always argued that we need a fairer electoral system, and uh, we need to get rid of those stupid voting machines, you know, because uh, it's been proven that these things are breaking down, and uh, thanks to our helpful hackers over at DEF CON, they've also proved that these things are pieces of shit as well, because uh, uh, hackers have managed to break into a voting machine within two hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. Two hours? 
So hackers around the world have had a rare opportunity to uh, crack the election-style voting machines in this weekend in Las Vegas, and they didn't disappoint. After nearly half an hour, uh, Carson Sturman, uh, an associate professor with IT University of Copenhagen, successfully cracked into a voting machine in Las Vegas' DEFCON convention on Friday night. Uh, Sturman... Uh, penetrated the Advanced Voting Solutions 2000 WinVote machine uh, through its Wi-Fi system uh, using a Windows XP exploit from 2003. Uh. These things are fucking shit. What? A Windows XP exploit from 2003? I'm an IT technician. That, that thing should have been patched up years ago. Yeah, obviously. Oh I my mean, god. I mean, they could have like, replaced it with newer machines. Uh, you know, it's like it's people. Been are, since Bush has been president. I know. Voting technology is thrust into political spotlight when election systems in several states were targeted by Russian cyber attacks. Uh, the convention purchased uh, more than 30 voting machines for the event, although organizers didn't specify how many models those units represented. Um, according to um, Brian Knopf, uh, the director of security research at uh, Newstar, he said, The exposure of those devices to the people who uh, do bug bounties or actually look for these kinds of devices has been fairly limited. Uh, and so DEFCON is a great opportunity for those who, us to, who hack hardware and firmware to look and to these kinds of devices and really answer that question, are they hackable? Well, clearly the answer was yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shinaka, uh, San Francisco security platform, discovered serious flaws with the WinVote machine months ahead before the weekend's convention. The team simply plugged in a mouse and a keyboard and bypassed the voting software by clicking Control-Delete. Wow, what was that? Uh. <laughs> okay. Um, that was clearly some. That was clearly a, someone speeding outside my house. Um, okay, uh, Snack system also cracked the machines in the mobile application by installing a remote platform remote desktop program to it. In one case study, Schnack found a Virginia poll worker hacking the machine to play Minesweeper. <laughs> Minesweeper, really? In this day and age? Yeah, most people I know play Solitaire, but uh, not on a voting machine. Uh, uh, a hacker who identified, identified himself as Oyster tried to crack a, a Diebold voting machine after another team had compromised it. Uh, I, and he told, he said that I hope that we find a load of vulnerabilities in just so that we can open it up to the public and see how serious the problem is. Hackers at the convention hoped their finding would lead to a lasting changes in voting machine technology. Uh, Anne, Anne Marie Huang uh, of Schnack's intern told the CNET that changing votes can be as simple as updating the Microsoft as updating a Microsoft Excel document. These things are t get rid of these machines. Yeah, yeah, I mean, at this point in time, I, I think that these things should just be rotting away in a dumpster. But I think that you know, well, I think online voting would be more secure than this. Mm -hmm. I think you know, you know, get download an app for your phone. Just put, type in a, you know all your security information and then vote. Like you know, he's like we're, we're we're in that age of technology, and if it's good for other voting systems, why is it not good for good enough for our elections? You know. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but seriously, we should go. And if, in other cases, we should go back to paper ballots and counting them manually. And you know, because this this is ridiculous, man. That's true. Good grief. Okay, other news. Um, the incredible. Well, this is. I know this isn't really technology news, but I think it's worth talking about. Uh, Incredibles two. Um, Disney Pixar's Runaway Machine right now uh, is currently hitting, has hit uh, one billion and has hit it faster than any other animated film in history. Wow, that's crazy. You do know that what this means, right? We're gonna get an Incredibles three much sooner than over fourteen years. And uh, maybe an Incredibles TV series to hold us over. 
ooh, that'd be awesome. We're yeah, doing a Big Hero 6 TV series, so why not? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, right now, it, it, I think maybe Brad Bird holds all the cards in all of this because maybe that's the reason why we didn't get any more incredible you know, stuff until you know many years down the line. Maybe he wasn't too keen on maybe doing a sequel until he had an idea for it. Possibly, so, yeah. Yeah. Mind you, I'm sure maybe Disney Pixar will be maybe convincing him to come up with an idea for it. Maybe. Like, I don't know. It's just giving him brain food or whatever, I don't know, to uh, come up with another uh, incredible idea. But, uh, yeah, well, mind you, I think uh, they're going to... I think Pixar, as far as I'm aware, is just going to... I think they're just going to switch gears, I think, at this point. So we've got a Toy Story 4 coming up soon. And, yes, yes, I, I know. Which we, I'm, we're, we're still pretty mixed on that, but... Um, you know, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see how um, the final product looks like. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the film is the fastest ever animated film to reach what the billion mark, beating out the previous six animated films, which include Frozen, Minions, Toy Story 3, Finding Dory, Despicable Me 3, and Zootopia. Can you believe that Minions made a billion dollars? Uh, really? There's enough stupid people to go see it. So, uh, and, you know, Minions were a fad. I know, hate those Minions. I, I hate them too, but uh, at the end of the day, they were, they were a thing. So, yeah, uh, I... So I guess you can't really. Three, like that's what I think is probably the weakest out of the original trilogy. Yeah, Toy Story three makes sense. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, exactly. Toy Story three makes sense, and Frozen makes sense. And we Story have to, makes sense. And I have to admit, Zootopia was a phenomenon, and it has a massive fan base. Yes, so. exactly, and you know that uh, that also makes sense. But and yeah, we're not we're, we're not heard any uh, we're not heard any news of possibly them getting a sequel. Uh, Zootopia? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that, um, I think this is probably just going to be a standalone film from what we've been seeing in D23's, um, upcoming movies that they're going to be doing for, um, you know, Disney. Right now they're focusing on either the Marvel movies or the live action movies, but, um, as for, like, animated Disney movies, well, right now the one that's in the pipeline is Wreck-It Ralph 2. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And frozen and frozen too. Hmm. Not, not to forget about that. Cool. Okay, let's see if we can get this other video going. So apologies everybody for all the problems we're having, but uh, we're gonna see if we can try and get through it. So uh, let's try and play this one. They lost me coming to cracks and everything, but there we go. We'll get rid of them. Look all the way down. So um, this is a uh, haircut, which uh, now just to give some uh, context to this, um, th- apparently the guy who's the barber, he was uh, pranked after someone put a uh, this kid put a uh, a toy cockroach on uh, on his uh, on his, on his um, uh, so- somewhere on his side, and uh, apparently that was uh, enough to uh, get some retaliation. So uh, shall we uh, shall we have a look and see what he what uh, he did to this kid? All right, let's do it. Let's have a look. Be careful, this is the real sharp one, okay? Okay. Oh, shit. Ooh, don't move. Bleeding? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit. Oh. Maybe a little bit. Hold on. Oh, it hurt? A little bit. Oh, Did you just cut his ear? Oh, man. I don't know. Did it hurt bad? No. No? No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hold on. <laughs> Mommy! Shh, shh, shh. Don't tell her. 
think you're okay. When there's blame, there's a claim. I think you're. Oh my god. No, no, no. Oh my god. Don't move. Oh god, there's blood coming out of this kid's ear. Oh my god. Just close your eyes for a minute. You'll be okay. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's that bad. He just cut his ear. Huh? I don't want to hear anything. What should we do? I don't know. Oh my god, dude. I think we need to call an ambulance. Yes, yes, please. please. <laughs> oh, my, oh my god. No. Oh my god. Please call mommy. Uh, should we get her? Please, yes. Just take a look. It's not that. I, no. think, I think we can put a band aid on it. Uh uh. Yes. Uh, okay, I don't, it's not that bad. <laughs> you think a, well, take a look. You think a band aid will cover it? Yeah. You think it will? Mm hmm. Oh, can you get mommy so she can't hold it? All right, let me. I'll have, but I don't want your brothers to see it. They're gonna get scared. I've never had anything like this happen before. I don't know what to do. Let me take a closer look at this. So there's blood everywhere at the minute. Oh my god. Oh Jesus. Oh my god, dude. Oh my. <gasps> oh my god. Is that my ear? Yeah. No. It is. No. Yeah. Hey, mom. Yeah. Get over here now. Second? Now. I think we can probably just like glue it back on. Tis but a scratch. Look at my ear. It's on the ground. <laughs> it's on the ground. <laughs> it's not funny. We got another one. What's the big deal? Another one. He moved. Oh my god, did you see the wink? <laughs> oh. Hey, do you remember that roach prank where you said I couldn't make you cry? Yes. You're fine. Oh man. That's amazing. <laughs> Bravo. Bravo. Yeah, for everybody who's listening, don't worry. His ear wasn't cut off. No, he's he fine. He's fine. It's uh, it's basically, you know those blood tablets you can get? And, uh, yeah. yeah, you can. it's basically that. So, uh, that's that's an amazing prank, though. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, we've got another article, so uh, let's take a look at this. And, uh, yeah, I should really prep these things up before I, uh, you know, leave from one thing to another. But, uh, hey, that's me. Okay, um, a drunk whacked his penis on a woman's car and then did a shit in the street. Wh what? So, uh, um, a drunk continuously whacked his penis against the car and then did a poo on the floor. Uh, John Henson has been on a marathon drinking session when he decided to ruin a woman's seaside trip on, uh, to Red Car. Uh, without warning, he opened his trousers and began whacking his genitals against the car door. Uh, the driver then called the the man a dirty bastard and threw some chips uh, towards him, shut a window, and then screamed for a mum. Uh, the, the passenger in the car also did the same. Uh, prosecutor uh, Rachel Dodsworth uh, said Henson, 44, uh, could easily wiggle his penis around and decided to get in the car through the window. Uh, panicked, the woman shouted for Henson to go away and, move, and decided to move the car. Parked off uh, Central Terrace uh, near Red Car Clock Tower, but they were blocked in. Uh, at this point, he dropped his trousers, turned, and bent forward, and did a poo near in the street near the car. What? So basically, the guy was uh, was pretty 
pretty uh pretty drunk and uh, decided to uh, do this whole genital and shit routine basically in front of this woman who was trying to eat some chips Ugh, people are so ridiculous well you know patricia shit happens boo you you deserve to go in the corner and think about what you just said <laughs> uh, the bizarre series of events unfolded uh, around midday on june 29th close to henson's home as uh, henson's muse uh, red car uh, the course also heard henson shouted obscene sexual remarks of the woman before he was eventually calmed down so uh, yeah basically it's just, it's just stupid people getting drunk and doing stupid shit basically yeah so. i mean it's that's what people do when they get drunk. Apparently, they just want to wag their penises around and then just take dumps everywhere. Yeah, but like you know, you're trying to uh, you're trying to enjoy your holiday, and like you know, this stuff goes down. That's horrible. Like, yeah, this yeah. is awful. That's gonna be like one of the worst experiences that this person will ever get in terms of I want to just relax and enjoy my vacation. Yeah, uh, they found it extremely distressing, and who could blame them? Nobody. <laughs> It was a distressing situation. Uh, he was given an 18-month community order with six-month supervision and a 25-rehabilitation activity date. Uh, Henson, who pleaded guilty to indecent exposure and being drunk and disorderly, was also ordered to pay the three women in the car, as well as a passerby, £100 in compensation. Really? So. That's it? Yeah, so, that's it. So, uh... But, uh mind you, I don't, the passerby must have... Uh, I don't know what happened with the I don't know what happened with the passerby. The people in the car I felt really terrible for, but apparently the you know a passer you know imagine being a poor person trying to walk down the street and you see all this shenanigans going on. Yeah, exactly. What are you gonna do for them? Oh my goodness, horrible for them. Oh yeah, let's uh, let's move on to something else, which uh, well I don't think gets any better than this. Um, if anyone remembers the uh, the road rage driver who had a racist meltdown, uh, apparently he uh, t- he's now telling everybody that it's ruined his life. Oh, boo, frickity who. Oh, but the poor racist. He did, he did something racist and it ruined his life. Who feels sorry for this guy, huh? Uh, he's a contractor in Ohio who recently followed a black man home and then called him the N-word repeatedly while he tried to write, off, he tried to write it off as an awful mistake, uh, saying that the racist rant drove him out of business and ruined his life. Jeffrey Whitman, who owns a U- Uriah's Heating and Cooling in Powell, uh, was driving his uh, company van last Tuesday in Columbus when he was accused of another driver of cutting him off and, f- and followed the driver, uh, Charles Lovett, uh, for nearly two miles to his home where the contractor launched into a racist tirade. So, uh, Why? What? Just crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say that. Just, you know, um, you remember uh, about last year when uh, that event happened, where all those racist guys bought tiki pitchforks and they decided to just do that whole racist chant, and it just made America look yeah, well, even worse. One guy got fired from from his job because of that. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, uh, was he like a Walmart person or thinking like that? I think, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, I think I was a Walmart guy. So, uh, yeah, like, um, he, it's just, it's, uh, yeah, you know, if you do racist shit in front of people, and uh, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna go all over the news like this, and of course, it's gonna ruin you. Like, you know, uh, instead of doing racist xenophobic, if you're gonna do, if you complain, people are complaining that you do racist and xenophobic shit, it's because you're doing racist and xenophobic shit, and you should stop doing that shit. You know? Yeah, I mean, I can imagine those people in that town. In who is America? I would imagine that those people probably would have gotten fired for what they said in mm. national television. You'd be surprised in some places, unfortunately. So, uh, well, yeah, like, there's not very really much else you can say about that. Is that you know, unfortunately, you know, what goes around comes around. 
and uh, you know you got what you kind of deserved, really. So, okay. Um, so that's the uh, that's the last article. So we got one more video left, and so uh, shall we? Let's play this one and see see what we think. All right, let's do it. Want to try wasabi? No. You want to try it? No. So this is a girl who's gonna try wasabi. Why? I can't even eat wasabi without like crying. That's cruel for a little girl. Oh uh, well, this is what this is what goes down. Okay. Wasabi. Do, do you want to try it? Smell it. Smell it first. <laughs> oh poor girl i feel so bad for her <laughs> oh my god <laughs> life it's a life scenes for uh, from the first lady in the white house help <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this has so this this clip has so much use i think it's like uh yeah um Trying to think of something. Well, like, uh, no, I got. I have to think of some users for this clip. This has to go on the soundboard. Seriously. Mhm. Help. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. Uh, you know what? I lie. There is one last thing. Apparently, we're supposed to see uh, according to this. Um. So you know. You know, uh, soccer teams and football teams and things like that. You know, they have like their mascots. Mm-hmm. You know, to change the team. So, uh, what mascots can you think of? Mm, let's see. A mascot based off of maybe... Um, Any mascot yes. at all? Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not really affiliated really well with my mascots. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, here we have, like, Fred the Red for Manchester United. We also have, uh, I think there's a there's an alien, I think, for uh, for Man City, I think, unless uh, unless I'm mistaken. And uh, also, um, there's, like, lions and, like, you know, bears and things like that. You know, kind of like your typical, like, animal mascots, right? So, uh, West Bromwich Albion have uh, recently uh, got themselves a new mascot. And do you want to know what it is? What is it? Okay. Are you familiar with boilers? Like, like you know, boilers as in, like, hot boilers to heat up, you know... Buildings. Yeah. So yeah, central heating systems and that. Yeah, so, central heating systems. Uh, yeah. So uh, West Bromwich Albion, who is a soccer team, have recently uh, done a deal with a, uh, a boiler company, I think called Ideal, and uh, they've recently released their new mascot. And so, do you want to have a look at who it is? Sure. Okay, then here we, here we go. <laughs> it's a boiler. No. No. <laughs> No. Yeah, so this guy goes around the pitch, and I, I've had to put this up on uh, on uh, on Twitter, and uh, I'm trying to see if there's any like video of the boiler. Let me let me just see if this will work. I don't know why Twitter videos haven't been working on here for some strange reason, but uh, I'm still trying to get one of these working. Maybe I have to refresh it a little bit. But yeah, but uh, yeah, that's uh, um, that's the boiler in action. And, uh, uh, you know what? Out of all the things you can make a mascot, I mean, you could do worse, but seriously, a boiler. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. There he is in uh, 
Cheering on his he looks, team. He looks like a walking vending machine. <laughs> oh my god. It's like to put quarters on him and, and, and then the bottom slot it pops a soda can. Uh, yeah, there's all that as well. But, you know, Mascots also observe one minute silences for like deaths and things like that. Can you imagine that you imagine him doing this? That boiler? No. Oh my god. He probably just fall and crash on his face. Yeah. He's uh he's not the worst, you know, mascot. You know Where's where's Freddy Krueger when you need him? Yeah, but uh that's uh so the West Brom mascot, there he is. He's a boiler. With a hat on. Oh yeah, because we need to make it sentient by putting a hat on. I'm, I can't wait to see all the fan art of him. Yeah. I can't wait to see him have a Saturday morning cartoon. It's amazing, like uh, you know, it's amazing, like uh, over at Preston North End, our um, our 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 uh, logo is a sheep for uh, you know, obviously because we're a Catholic town, and uh, but uh, you know, surprisingly, we our mascot is, is a duck. It's, uh, he's okay. As, well, I mean, a duck is fine. Yeah. You know, it's an animal. Sure. He's known as Deepdale Duck, and. Uh, uh, surprisingly, he unfortunately doesn't go from Duckburg, and uh, he unfortunately doesn't get paid by Scrooge McDuck. So, uh, <laughs> and before this show gets any crazier, we're going to end it. So, uh, yeah, let's. We let, we, we've already like delved deep into the crazy pool for today. Yeah. And so um, that's it, everybody. It's um, th- thanks very much for all of you sending us all your shit. If you want to send us any more, it's facebook.com forward slash Aramesa Show. Where Twitter is at Aramesa Show, Aramesa.tumblr.com, and YouTube.com forward slash Aramesa Show. Uh, if you want to listen to this on a podcast, it's iTunes Player FM Stitcher. We're on available on a Liberated Syndication as well. So uh, if you want to find us out there on the podcast world, we are out there. And uh, so check out all the podcast places. And if there's a particular podcast place you think we should be at, but mind you, uh, keep in mind, Podcast One is a pretty exclusive podcast group. So if you uh, want to, if you want us to try and get on there, we'll have to do a bit further. So you have to get us some more uh, views and get us some more downloads and things like that if you ever want to do that. But uh, any other place you want to listen to us as a podcast, please let us know, and we'll try our best to get us on there. But uh, you know, for the meantime, it's me, Aaron, and Patricia. Thanks for listening to the Aaron Message Show. Take care and bye bye for now. Catch you later. <laughs>